Welcome to the Wanting It More podcast. I am your host, Jana Denton-Howes, and it's an absolute delight to have you here. I'm a marriage and intimacy educator, as well as a creator of the Wanting It More program, which has helped thousands of women who are married to men want and enjoy it more in the bedroom. You know, having low desire was something that I personally struggled with for years in my marriage, so I absolutely get it all. You are not alone. Just a heads up, I use all the words in this podcast, so if you've got little ears around or you're in public setting, you may want to pop in some earbuds. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we are going to be talking about guilt. Ah, such a really tricky, common emotion for women who don't want and or enjoy sex very much. So let's just get right into it. Um, The feeling can often be like, I'm a bad wife. I've done something wrong. I'm not enough. I don't know about you, but I usually feel it in my body, usually in my upper stomach. And the interesting thing about guilt is that it can come from an external source. So your husband may use it as a strategy because he wants to have sex more with you and or it can be internally. So you may have a husband who is really understanding, doesn't pressure you or use guilt trips or anything and yet you're still feeling like you are doing something wrong by not having sex as frequently as he wants or not doing sexual acts that he enjoys or not wanting him to touch areas of your body that you just don't enjoy. Uh, So it it just it's really tough (laughs) to deal with. And as I'll share, I certainly still deal with guilt. Um, There's just so many cultural messages that can really impact us as women, and I'll talk more about these. But just to backtrack a little bit and explore what something your husband could say that may elicit some guilt, because it may just be sort of common in your vocabulary, in your conversations. So if he maybe is keeping track of how often you have sex and is sharing that with you or telling you, you know, it's been two weeks, it's been a month, um, you know, I'm uh, feeling rejected, I'm not feeling important, hey, this is my love language, you're not thinking about my needs, do you even care about me, do you even love me, or my favorite, fine, I'll just stop asking. (laughs) Uh, oh, it's really difficult, especially and usually if you're dealing with a husband who's saying that all the time, you're definitely going to be feeling some internal guilt, too. So it's not like inside you're thinking, come on, buddy. Uh, I just, you know, it's just not working for me. Um, this isn't, you know, deal with it yourself or, you know, inside you're like, yeah, he's right. There is something going on. And you know, some of those thoughts may be yourself thinking, oh gosh, it's been weeks. That's how I used to feel all the time. I used to think, oh, it's been two weeks. It's been a month. I went two periods of one year each. And like I've mentioned before, it's not like we stop thinking about sex if we're not having it. We still feel like we're broken and not enough. We should have sex more or maybe comparing ourselves to other couples. Oh, I, I, you know, they're hot and they're good looking and they're in shape. So they probably have a great sex life. And that's usually what we equate great sex with. Um, you know, I'm not providing this for my husband. I used to feel like, gosh, she really deserves 
a better wife. So there is a difference between guilt and shame. And some of these things I've shared already, like I'm a bad wife, that could be uh, shame and guilt going on. But it's nice to have a bit of a distinction here. So I'll use Brene Brown's definition. She's a shame and vulnerability researcher. She's done. A, she's written beautiful, wonderful books. I'm a huge fan. I have for years. She is so empowered me to do that work that I do now because it takes a tremendous amount of vulnerability and also to overcome a lot of shame because we don't talk about sex. That is a no-no in our culture. And I also have to deal with things like Facebook and Instagram shutting me down. And so it's not just internal, it's lots of external stuff as well. So just a shout out to Brene Brown. She's incredible. So her definition, and this could change, you know, it's not set in stone here, but it's helpful. So guilt is I've done something wrong and shame is I am wrong. And guilt usually leaves a bit more room for change because it's about actions. I have done something wrong versus I am wrong, just intrinsically. And so you can see how we're dealing with both here. I am broken. I am bad versus I've done something wrong. So just pulling out guilt for a second to examine, have you done anything wrong? Have you broken any contracts? And one may say yes, because there is a un said cultural belief that you owe your partner sex when you are married, especially if you're monogamous and they're not having sex with other people. So if you don't want them to have sex with other people, or I've heard this argument too with uh, porn use, if you don't, a husband may say, if you don't want me to use porn, then you need to have sex with me. It is my fundamental right to have sex and you need to be there for their orgasm and sexual expression. I fundamentally disagree with this. Intimacy, physical connection, pleasure, it can be an outcome of emotional closeness and partnership and safety and listening and vulnerability and all those wonderful, warm, delicious relationship stuff that can happen, the support, the cheerleading. That's why we have partners in the first place. So it can it can stem from that. It can come from that, but it's not owed. It is not a contractual contractual agreement. Because if it was, we're heading in the territory of marital rape. Because if you don't want something and yet you're forced to do it in the bedroom, you, you, you can't explain this away. It just has to be what it has to be. So let's revisit this question a minute. Have you done anything wrong by saying no to sex when you don't feel like having it? When your system, your body is saying, not right now, I'm not into it. It's not going, it's not working for me right now. Have you done anything wrong when you're honest about how you're feeling? I'll let you answer that for yourself. Have you done anything wrong if you're not initiating sexual closeness or intimacy when you're not feeling it, when you're not uh, feeling open, curious, safe, ready, whatever that means, you know, we've discussed before that it, that may not necessarily look like tingling feelings between your legs. But have you done anything wrong if you're not initiating it? 
No. Have you done anything wrong when you are open and honest about what touches you like and what touches you don't like? No, you haven't done anything wrong. In fact, quite the opposite. You have taken responsibility for communicating in a courageous way, even though culture is telling you to stay quiet as a woman, your needs and desires and preferences, which is going to help the long-term health of your relationship. So in fact, I mean, you're listening to a podcast right now, but wanting it more. You are trying to examine things. You're trying to think critically. You're trying to seek out education and support. So you're doing actually quite the opposite of doing it wrong. You're doing it right. But here's the conversation usually goes like, who is to blame? If we're not having sex, who can we point the finger at? And it's usually going to be you. Because our culture sees a high sex drive and spontaneous desire. I, I talked about spontaneous desire a couple episodes ago, as that is the peak sexual health. If you want more eroticism in your experiences, if you want to role play and try tying up, and if you want to experiment, then you are sexually healthy. That is what our culture, you know, points to. So you are seeing it as a problem, not only for you, you're yourself, but often, even if he's not really, you know, overt about it, he feels the same way as well. And a telltale sign of this is if he isn't searching out ways that he can make improvements to your situation, your sexual situation. If he's not reading books or if he's not listening to podcasts like this, or if he's not talking to his friends or being curious or seeking out the help of a coach, therapist, a program, whatnot. If he's waiting around for you to figure out a solution, then, you know, you're the one who needs to get fixed. So, of course, of course, this guilt is going to emerge when you are seen as the, the, the source of the problem. So if, you know, the way I see it, to give an alternate viewpoint, if sex isn't working in its current iteration, you both have respons the responsibility to work on it until everyone is comfortable and happy. And that may take a long time, depending on what sort of support you get. Uh, of course, I encourage you to join Wanting It More, which is my program, because I have seen so many couples turn this around so quickly, in fact. The course is only two months long, and it's incredible to see the change even a couple of weeks in. So you may not have the answers. I shared a story from my own life. Maybe it's last episode. I don't know which how the order is going. But when I shared with my husband that I couldn't have sex unless I really wanted to, and I, I didn't know the solution yet. I didn't know how that was going to happen. So you may not have the answers, but at least you're placing the blame on the right thing. You're not placing it on you and you're not placing it on him. You're placing it on the patterns, the dynamics, the experiences, cultural messages. Those things aren't working. So in this way, you can become a team with your partner and you can put that issue in the corner and both look at it, holding hands together and say, huh, that is the issue. 
It's the patterns that have been formed. It's not each one of us. So that, that guilt tripping, the need to blame somebody can completely be erased. And of course, I am simplifying this. This is an option that I'm putting on the table. So what if these things that you're doing right now do not warrant guilt? Again, guilt is a very helpful feeling that you can get that indicates you are doing something wrong. There have been times in my life where I felt guilt. I am very prone to guilt. And so uh, it's rare that I'll actually experience a situation where guilt is warranted. But, you know, just even simple things like being on the beach and walking by a piece of trash and walking by it and then feeling a little feeling of, I should really go pick that up. I really enjoy this beach. I enjoy that it's so clean. And I'm going to backtrack and pick up that piece of trash. That's a helpful feeling. I don't have to do it. There's nobody policing me. But it does lend itself to being better people in the world. It's good to examine your actions. So what would warrant true guilt? Just so you can have a real contrast to what it isn't, you know, it isn't what you're doing right now. So let's just, I mean, there's, there's many different situations, but let me just share a few examples I came up with. So if you absolutely refuse to examine what's going on for you, I've heard people say, I am what I am, take it or leave it, I'm not changing, we're just never going to have sex again, and deal with it, buddy. I really believe that one of the most important qualities of a partner is willingness willingness. And it's not beating yourself up. It's not blaming yourself. It's not seeing yourself as the problem, but it's being open, which you are. You've demonstrated it. You're listening to this episode right now. You have an openness and a willingness. And my guess isn't the first thing that you have explored. You may have spoken to your doctor or, or done a bit of a Google search or tried some things, right? You're you're willing to look at your own actions and see uh, and, and thoughts and beliefs and see how you may adjust them. Another thing that would warrant some guilt, if you said no because you want to hurt him, that you wanted to teach him a lesson. Oh yeah, I could have some sex right now, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this maliciously. Oh, <laughs> well, you're probably not thinking that, but it isn't a malicious intent. You, instead of being honest about your needs and making requests if you have them or tackling the resentment head on, you are using sex as a source of punishment. My guess is nobody is doing this who's listening to this right now. But I just, again, I want to give you a real clear picture of what would warrant guilt. Or maybe if you shamed him for having desire when you don't. And I will be honest, sometimes we do this, and I probably did this in the past because it feels like, again, we need somebody to blame. And it's so painful always being the problem. So if, well, if you didn't want sex so much, then we wouldn't have this problem. That's not going to help the situation. It's just, it's going to help it just as much as if he's blaming you for being the low desire spouse. So really, the main idea, if you haven't picked it up already, is that you are not doing anything wrong if you say no to sex when you don't want it. You are not doing anything wrong by being honest about what touches, comments, or looks you don't enjoy, and also what you do enjoy. 
you're not doing anything wrong by clearly communicating your needs and you're not doing anything wrong if it's been years since you last had sex. It's not your fault. The situation you are in, the way the dynamics are set up in your relationship, the cultural messages that have impacted you, the complete lack of education and miseducation you've had about your body are to blame. So if you want, repeat after me, even if you don't believe it, sometimes it does help just to fake it till you make it. I am a wonderful wife. I am a wonderful wife. Look at me. I'm listening to a podcast about how to improve my marriage. I'm amazing. I'm reflective. I'm curious. I'm open. I am a wonderful wife. And like I mentioned, just to keep it real, even after years of dealing with guilt around sex, doing a lot of work, a lot of the stuff that I've just shared with you today, and the reason I do that is because I know it will shut down my pleasure and it will shut down my desire in a heartbeat. I, I still deal with it. And, you know, these messages that we have been taught that we need to provide for our partners, they haven't gone away. Right? They're not going away. That we need to have our husbands have full access to our bodies, that it's our responsibility to give our husband sex, penetration, have his penis go inside of us for his orgasm. Plus, you need to be really erotic and open to exploration of all your sex, you know, husband's sexual curiosities. Otherwise, you're limiting his sexual expression. How often have I heard that? <laughs> Men say that very frequently. And these messages don't go away. And so I've come to the acceptance, and I offer this for you as well, that they may never go away in my head, that I may always battle with this. But we just live in a really unhealthy, sick society when it comes to sexual expression, se sexual functioning, sexual um, goals and purposes for women. So I need to develop the ability to recognize when guilt is around and to be able to label it and know what to do next. And again, this is even right now, my husband is a very understanding husband and he doesn't guilt trip me at all. He's very sensitive to that, actually. So, you know, just the other day, I wasn't feeling very physical during our scheduled time for connection. We call them exploration dates connection and pleasure. And you know, we had a good conversation. We had snuggled. I had listened to his heartbeat, one of my favorite things to do. I'd had a comforting back rub and I felt really close. And um, after about an hour of that, talking, snuggling, connecting, rubbing, I felt satisfied. I didn't want anything more. I was ready to move on with my day. And I had a sinking sensation in my stomach where I feel guilt. So your body will teach you, it will tell you, listen to it. If you can determine what messages your body give you, it, it's really amazing. And I didn't say anything right away. And I know that for me, I've done this since I've been a child, is that I will hold on to things for a really long time. So that is sort of a warning sign for me, a red flag. If I'm feeling that pit in my stomach 
and I know it's connected to guilt and I'm not saying anything, I really have to have the courage to speak out loud. And because if I don't, if I keep it in my head, it will just grow and grow and grow and my guilt will turn into anxiety. And then I will start equating the sexual experience with fear. And I have been there and I'm not going back to that. So I said out loud, I'm feeling guilty that we're ending our experience and you haven't had an orgasm. And, you know, in my in the past, my husband probably encouraged the guilt a little bit and used it a little bit like a tool, or at least he, he probably wouldn't have said anything. He wouldn't have been there for me or reassured me in the ways that I need him to now. So now that we're a team and I've done the work to advocate for myself and teach my husband, give him the language that I need to feel safe, he responded with, that makes sense that you're feeling that way. That's what culture has taught you to do. I just felt so accepted. I felt so connected. I felt so cared for. I just took a deep breath. Uh, I was actually sitting up in bed and I put my hands in a superhero pose. I've learned that there are these power poses. I think I listened to a TED Talk once. And if you put your hands on your hips and kind of puff up your chest a little bit. In other ways, you can put your arms straight up over your head. I'm doing it right now and stretch out your hands. It can give you a sense. It's like telling your body, this is a confident pose. This is this is what I'm worthy of. This is what I'm deserving of. And for me, it is connected to truth telling that this is the reality. And I just said out loud, I am amazing wife. And then I went for a shower. So I hope that has helped you. I hope this episode has brought you some some new ideas to to swirl around in your brain around guilt and, and maybe you'll examine for yourself if you actually have, that you, if you have done actually something wrong. And maybe you can even ask yourself that question. Have I done anything wrong? And if a cultural message comes up, like for me, you need to give your husband an orgasm, that is your uh, duty as a wife, you can question that too. Is it really? Well, if I continue to do that, would it work? Has it worked for me in the past? And my guess is the answer you'll come up with is no. Thank you so much for listening. It's a joy to make these episodes for you. If you've enjoyed it, if if you want to help uh, us reach more women with this message, I would love it if you could leave a rating and or a review on the Apple Podcast app. It really does help us reach more people. And I know because I've been the recipient of these requests before, you think, look, it's kind of an anonymous request. You know, you don't see my face. You don't, I'm not speaking to you directly, but please know that it really, really helps this message get out there and helps this movement of women feeling more empowered and more, I was going to say confident, but Nah, I'm going to stay empowered in the bedroom so that they can stop the paralyzing guilt and start focusing on what they really need to do instead, which is being curious about uh, pleasure and connection. All right, until next time, I'll talk to you then. Bye.